This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, we've had an email come in from Frank. Oh, kiddogs. Dear Russell, my wife and I Mm -hmm. speak different languages. We have a dog. Okay. How will it work when we communicate with our dog? The dog is a chocolate Labrador, aged two years old. Okay, dogs. Cool. Now, thank you, Frank, because we often don't get such good information. So, <laughs> Russell... <laughs> yeah, I've got a dog. Look. Fix. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one, I want you to nail it. Okay. Well, this is one of the, this is one of the times that we didn't actually need the information. Because uh, um, regardless of really of what dog, breed, size, age, the languages that we speak for the most part, aren't really that important. So if one of you is speaking English, another one is speaking Thai or you know, French, German, whatever. And I often get asked this quite a lot. You know, you know, can I teach, can you teach my dog in Russian? Can you teach my dog in Thai? And dogs don't speak language and they don't understand language in the way that we do. So Hold on, are you telling me that, that a, Fido, si- well, no, a Siberian Husky doesn't speak Russian? Don't tell them that. But yes. I wouldn't know how to because yeah. my Russian's very limited yeah. to hello and that's my pizza. Right. Fair enough. That's, we'll save that for another podcast. But yeah, they don't understand language the way that, that we understand it. To them, it's just noise if you think about it. The, the key thing with dogs is being really consistent. So if you're using the same words over and over again in whatever language, that noise, that sound is going to sound the same. And if that particular noise is associated with a particular behavior and that behavior is rewarded, then the dog will do said behavior. And I think we talked about this before when we were mentioning about a dog. Uh, I can't remember. Was it Karen and her puppy that she taught you to sit and stay and you belittled her question saying <laughs> that she hadn't actually done any Doesn't work. Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> no, but you were saying that if a dog sits down in the kitchen and has yeah, a food bowl, you can say anything and the dog will go and eat the food once you... It's, not the. I, I think that was more to do with creating pictures. If you've done a whole sit-stay thing in the kitchen, that was it. You mentioned it the doesn't word necessarily work elsewhere. But in terms of the words that you say, and if you, if you, anyone listening wants to prove this right now, take a handful of treats, call your dog over and ask them to sit. They'll sit, give them a treat. Step back, call them to you, ask them to sit. They'll sit, give them the treat. On the third and fourth time, say something random like purple or toaster. Guarantee the dog will sit. I'm going to say, purple and toaster seem to be your two go-to they words because you used words. those in the last podcast as there, well. Well, there you go. See, purple toasters are the way forward. So, yes, you can basically say to a large degree whatever you want because the dog is working on on body language. Okay, for the most part. For the most part, let me let me be the the question master as I am. I say to Maximus, sit, but. My partner, who I don't have a partner, but let's say I did have a partner who was Spanish, says whatever sit is in Spanish. <laughs> I was just, I'm, I'm waiting for this. Uh, Feet. <laughs> oh, that's Italian. I <laughs> should, have, should have chosen a language I know. English. <laughs> and even that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so let's say. You've dug yourself a hole I really here. have, haven't I? I really have. Anyway, okay. So I say to the dog to sit. My Spanish girlfriend. Fictional, says sit in Spanish. Says sit in Spanish. Does it matter? Or should she say, or I say that word in that 
language, if you see what I'm trying to get to. If you're both consistent with the different words, the dog can work it out. But here's a better question for you. Oh, so sorry. When you say sit to Maximus, honestly, does he sit every single time? Or is it the case, hey, Maximus, sit. Sit. And then we get a response. About two years ago, I would have said the second one. Yeah. But right now, because he's a bit older and he's now more chilled out, and you've been a bit more consistent. With and we have perhaps. been really consistent. Yep. Um, but I think I mentioned this a lot. When I make him sit, it's not just the word sit. I go through a whole, which we're going to get onto the body language. But my point about the my, my fictional Spanish girlfriend that I now have, um, Maria, as I'm <laughs> going to call her, she says it in Spanish and I say it in English. But the dog will understand, not understand the languages, but understand the sound that either of us are making. But it won't not do it. I'm, he but won't not do it because she's saying it differently from what I'm so saying it. If you see it, what I mean. I, I, I do, but let's put it in, uh, in, in a bit of a timeline. So right now, when you say to Maximus, sit, he sits every time. All right? If this fictional girlfriend becomes real and now enters the scene now, and she says to Maximus, sit in Spanish, chances are, no. If she said sit in English, there's a fairly good chance he wouldn't sit because respect is non-transferable. Who is this person? He doesn't know how well, to She's engage. my new girlfriend, Maria, from Spain. Yeah, but Spain. he doesn't know that. And also, he's going to vet her, if, <laughs> pun intended. Um, so, you know, who is this person? If she spends time with him, which hopefully she will, and this romance will blossom and off we go, um, then, yeah, he'll spend more time with her, understand how she operates. And if she is then speaking to him in a different language, he will work out that consistent pattern. And the thing he's going to connect more is the her body language as opposed to the necessary the language that she's speaking so should frank and his partner be speaking the same language to the dog or is it better that they do the same body it's, language it's better that they're both doing the same thing with the dog full stop so it doesn't matter and if it's english french percent, german spanish correct uh, absolutely it could just be any sound and if and if both of them do the same exercise or take some treats step back say sit or whatever you want your dog to do and they're doing it change the word i guarantee the dog will still doing it because they're not bothered about that sound necessarily they're bothered about i'm focusing on you and your body language and i recognize this particular picture if i do this i.e sit you'll give me a treat yes now we mentioned body language a lot now body language a lot of people means does that girl i'm going back to my my (laughs) fictional girlfriend maria does that girl fancy me from across the room you know you get those eyes or you know if someone's aggressive because they look aggressive and when you say body language what do you really mean for for a dog to understand? So when we think about, that, that's actually for once from you, a really good question. Thank you. <laughs> I got it from my girlfriend, Maria. <laughs> from your fictional girlfriend, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I like her already. She's so smart. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she speaks Spanish. Yeah, but there you go. Yeah. Um, what was the question? It was, you see, it was a very good question as well. My, my question to you was, as humans, we know about body language. We can read if someone's scratching their left ear, that might mean something. Or if they're lying, people know if they look one way, they're lying. Yes. Or if they're aggressive, you have that puffed out chest because you're aggressive. Or if you fancy someone, so, you can tell. So my question was, can a dog pick up on that? But, yes, but, but in a much a, more subtle way. Well, this is my thing. There's no, I can't make you sit down by giving you body language. So how does a dog know that it has to sit down? So generally speaking, it's either a case of your body language is going to change in as much, like when I mentioned a second ago, you'll say, hey, Maximus, sit. He doesn't do it. Then you tend to sort of step in. You look a bit more like, hang on, I'm stepping into you. I I look more aggressive. I look more dominant. I look more, dare I say, powerful or whatever the the, the feeling is. And the dog's more likely to go, hang on, that looks 
weird. And I use a sit as a good example because a sit is a very easy thing for a dog to do. It's one of the first things we invariably think we teach the dog to do. So, and the dog knows when I sit, everything seems to go okay, right? If you're in a bit of a blind panic, shouting and screaming at the dog, the minute they sit, we usually calm down because now the dog's doing what we want. So the dog recognizes I can calm you down by putting my ass on the ground. So I'll just do that. So I've gone from this happy, easygoing, floating in the wind body language to a bit more sort of direct eye contact, stern, more focused behavior. And I'm using very big images here. The dog is going to pick up on that. But how does a dog know that that body language that you are doing there means sit and doesn't mean lie down, doesn't mean come back? It doesn't necessarily. They're, not, they're probably not connecting the dot that it means I want you to sit. What they're saying is I know if I do the sit thing, if I perform that behavior, your body language will revert back to what it was. Which is more calm Which and is more calm and, and relaxed. Out. When I want Maximus to sit, I use my, my finger sign, which is my finger up in the air. Um, and, and then obviously with the other, and then I say the word sit, and I'm probably stood upright, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking at him directly. You're probably fairly consistent. Yeah, yeah no, really consistent. And I kind of, it's, it's almost like what I'm doing to you now, which yeah. is not good for the, the listener. Yeah. But wagging I'm, kind of, I'm wagging my finger, yeah. but kind of, and it's in that motion. I don't do it as quickly as that, <laughs> just, just so you know. But yeah, I mean, most of us have, uh, I'd almost call it a tick, no pun intended, just a, a natural body movement raising your finger putting your hand up you know you know palm up palm down whatever or pointing you know we'll we'll, we'll point the finger up to say sit we'll point at the floor to say down and a lot of these things are almost natural to us we just kind of feel it's supposed to be done and you might not even be aware that you're doing it to be fair but again that picture to the dog is like a big neon sign and if that particular body language is consistent which it usually is and again, it is applied to if I do this behavior with that body language, I might get a reward. It might also be the case of I don't understand you at the minute, but I know if I do this particular behavior, the sit you wanted, your body language will go back, to, will revert back to being that calm and more relaxed as opposed to this aggressive, stupid, I don't know what's going on here picture. So should Frank and his wife come up with signs? And rather than body language, I think we should say, is it like more... Hand signals? Your hand signals. Yeah. Would that be a better way to say it? Because yeah, I yes, think, Well, yes and no, because they are actually different things. No, no, and I appreciate that. But for the layman like myself and the other people that are listening to this, when, when we say the word body language, our perception, like I said, is So let me create this picture do. for you. Your signal to Maximus to sit is to raise your finger. Yes. Right. So, But there's a difference with you going, hey, Maximus, sit, raising your finger, to you shouting and screaming walking powerfully towards me going sit maximus sit sit and waving your finger quite sharply the hand signal is the same thing but the energy you're putting into that is a is very different i 100 agree with that i 100 agree with that i'm just trying to make sure that the listener understands that the hand i'm talking hand signals which are part yep. of the overall body and again, language if you can use whatever hand signal you want you can as long as you can give your dog the middle finger if you wanted to or the, the sign for victory or you can tap your left knee with your right hand and if you consistently do those things... Are we joining the Masons all of a sudden? <laughs> What's going on, yeah. Russ? If you do either of those things or a combination of those things, if you do that every single time to make your dog sit and you reward it, they will connect that particular slightly odd behavioral pattern with sitting. So what I'm trying to get out of is that Frank and his wife, Do partner, the same things and be consistent. And, and that's, a, that's a key thing. But it doesn't have to just be language. It's also hand Correct. signals as well, which are and very invariably, important. invariably, there's a difference with a dog responding to us as owners and family members versus, you know, lay person in the street. And that's got 
and that's, that's not really so much to do with language as opposed to well who are you to me well that's really interesting because zahara can't make maximus sit using the same um, no. sign hand sign that i use and in fact i was trying to teach her the other day of how to shake hands with maximus because he won't give his paw to zahara he'll give it to me but not to zahara but then he's worked with you and has a consistent learned pattern with you that he doesn't have with her or indeed if i asked him to shake hands he'd be like what because I've never done that with him. In a sense, I can give you my dog, and she wouldn't respond to you in the same way. He'd probably slobber all over you and lick you. Probably slobber all over me and, and then lick he's, me, he's, and then bounce, all, yeah. bounce around <laughs> bounce and around knock and me his over. His bum yeah. would go crazy, yeah. as he always does. So, just to summarise. So, bottom line is, I would worry less about the language that you're using. If you want to use multiple languages in your household, feel free. Just individually, be consistent with what you're doing with your dog, because the language element is actually quite a small part. And kind of adding that into using your your hand signals hand signals can be really good if we're dealing with a dog working them at distance i.e they're miles away yeah sure i can shout and scream at the top of my lungs Sit, come back but if i've got any sort of visual acuity you know waving my hand at my dog is a another way of, i can work with them and just to throw in the, the little extra bit what happens if my dog is deaf sorry what happens if my dog is deaf then I'm basically down to hand signals and guidance. And actually, that is something we could do a separate podcast on. Well, that's interesting. What if your dog's blind? So that's, there we go. We just serviced, we'll bench that, and we will do another podcast on deaf and blind. Okay. Frank, I think we've answered your question. Thank you very much. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. BarkCast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.